This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for March 8, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Today's Gospel lesson, we have that familiar story of Jesus cleansing the temple. Um, many paintings have been done about it. There's always been sort of a fascination about it, I guess because we don't often get to see um, Jesus really mad. Um, but it begs a, a number of, uh, of explanations, though, about was he really that mad and what was really going on here. And to do that, you have to have some understanding of what the system, how the system worked. In, in the Jewish um, cultic law, you had to make sacrifices yearly. Um, for your sins. And so, and it depended on what you sacrificed was what you were um, going there to do. And, but um, particularly during Passover and things where you were sacrificing for your sins, um, then usually it was a lamb or a, a, a bull or, you know, um, a sheep, a goat. Um, or if you didn't have much money, and a lot of people didn't, then you could sacrifice two turtle doves, um, pigeons as we know them, uh, to uh, do that. So here they are, they're going to... Um, to the Passover's coming up, so people are all coming into town to make their sacrifice. Now, if you have to bring those animals with you from all over Israel, um, that wasn't very easy because Israel's a very arid climate to begin with, and you know, hauling a sheep down um, through the desert isn't a whole lot of fun. And so it was a whole lot easier just to get them once you got there. And so what people would do would be they would come into town, and then when time came to make their sacrifice, they would go in, and in the outer court of the temple, the, they had all this set up, stables for the livestock and everything, and people had gone in, out, and they had bought animals um, to sell to people who were coming in to make their sacrifices. And so the people would go in there to, to buy the animals for their sacrifices. Um, but there was a problem, and that's that um, to buy them, you, you used your money. And, you know, in our case, we'd use dollars. But in those days, Israel was an occupied country. And so the going currency, as it was in all the Roman Empire, was the denarii. Um, and so if you, you know, one denarius or several denarii. And so that was what they had to use. And it had Caesar's image imprinted upon it, who claimed he was a god. So th- that created a difficulty because the law said you couldn't use that um, to purchase these things. And so what you had to use was the Hebrew coinage, which were shekels. And shekels were worthless outside of the temple. You could use them anywhere. So nobody really had any. And so what they would do is they would go up to the money changers, as they call them, and, and they would exchange their money. They would give them so many denarii, and they would give them uh, the exchange rate for shekels um, at that time. Much like now, if you wanted to go to Europe, and you want to get some euros before you went to Europe, you'd go to a bank and say, I'd like, to, you know, I'd like $200 worth of euros. And so you give them the $200. And what they would do, what would they do at the bank if you did that, though? Yeah, they charge you for, to do it, don't they? I mean, you have to pay them. Well, the same thing happens here. They get a commission for exchanging your money. Um, and it's, it's just part of the deal. That's what all those people in there do to make a living. So that's what Jesus has come into when supposedly he, he is angry. And you have to look at how angry was he really. Obviously, it wasn't the kind of anger where he just snapped and started going after people. You know, it wasn't just an emotion because this was pretty well planned out because he even took the time to get ropes and make a whip of cords. He tied the cords into knots. 
So when you hit something, it would feel it. You know, and tied it all together. That, that probably took 15, 20 minutes. Just to get, you, know, you can imagine the disciples going, what's he doing? You know, here we are in the temple, he's making a whip. You know, why is he doing that? And you just see him sitting there. I mean, it was, clearly what was about to happen was not by accident or a, a whim. It was something that he is planning. And so he goes and he takes this whip of cords and he overturns the tables of the money changers and coins go flying everywhere, which in a place where most people are poor creates quite a bit of excitement in and of itself. And then he starts hitting the animals, you know, to get them, driving them out of their stables, all driving them out of, of the outer courts of the temple. And he turns to the people and says, my father's house should be a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a shopping mall. That's the modern translation. But, um, but that's essentially what he said. You've turned it into a shopping mall. You know, that's not what this is about. Now, in and of itself, that's not that unusual even what Jesus did. Because in the Old Testament, you see lots of prophets who do things. And they usually, um, a lot of times, they, they have physical things that they do along with what their message is. So, for instance, you have Jeremiah, right after uh, Jerusalem has been conquered, he goes out and buys land. Everybody's been carted off to Babylon, but Jeremiah, who's been telling everybody that it's going to be destroyed, goes and buys land. And he did that as a message that God will not abandon his people, will be back. Um, you have people like Ezekiel, who's one of the more interesting prophets in the Old Testament, who um, makes dung cakes. That certainly got people's attention when you start cooking dung cakes. Um, and, and yet, there he was. And, and so they oftentimes did these shocking sorts of things in order to get the attention of the people and to express visually what it is that they're telling people is the word of the Lord. And so the Jews who were there kind of figured that this guy thought he was a prophet anyway. Um, and so they say, by what sign do you have the right to do this? What sign are you going to give us to show us that you truly are a prophet who has the right to do this? And so Jesus gives them one. He says, I tell you what, you tear down this temple and in three days I'll rebuild it. And they're thinking, are you nuts? Herod's been working on this temple with thousands of people for 46 years. You're going to rebuild it in three days? And interestingly enough, when he comes back and he's crucified, they do tear down the temple of the dwelling place of God, and on the third day he rises from the dead. Now, what's interesting about that is what that has to do with the temple. The temple is the place where the Jews believed the presence of God lived. In the Holy of Holies, in the very center of it. That was where God was located. And so they would go to the temple because God was there. There. 